Welcome to the DC Beer Show, everybody. You're at DC Beer across social media. Jordan Scoops, Harvey, breaking news on Denizens closing the Silver Spring location. What are you drinking tonight? Well, I'm keeping it in Maryland. I'm having a baby cat Kiefer's Kolsch. Yeah, I know all the hop heads out there are wondering if I'm sick that I'm not drinking a hazy IPA right now. Have no, you been kidnapped? Are you okay? I, I have not been kidnapped. I just like to uh, spread the wealth. And on these hot days, hot few days we've had this past week, I wanted something crispy. So I'm doing that. Uh, Brandy, what's in your glass? Hi, Jordan. Um, I am drinking Alexander from Schilling. I know all of y'all know this beer. And if you don't, I feel sorry for you. You should definitely know this beer. I bought a four pack at Craft Beer Cellar. Shout out to Erica. Love you. Um, it's a Czech style Pilsner and it's clocks in it right 5% right on the dot. So um, it's an easy drink and beer and I very much like it. Uh, Stein, do you have something in your Stein? I am drinking straight from the can like an absolute novice, but I have Peckham Cidery and Orchard uh, Reserve 2019 Home Block, what they're calling an artisan cider of New Zealand. Um, it's got some wild yeast. It's presenting big Britannomyces character. Uh, no idea if it's Brett positive. Haven't given it a PCR. But I can tell you that this blend of wonderful apples from New Zealand uh, are Tom Put Major, Harry Masters Jersey, Knotted Colonel, Dabinet, Chisel Jersey Browns, Kingston Black, Porter's Perfection and Ashton Bitter. It's a dynamite cider. Um, absolutely wonderful. Jake, our fearless editor, Jake Berg, what are you drinking? I have here Zero Gravity's Pisolino, Italian-style Pilsner. Uh, Zero Gravity's out of Vermont. Uh, they are, I think, a reasonably new entry into the DMV market. This is an absolutely delightful beer. I really like it's five and a half percent. It is not just a German style pills that they threw like extra Herzbrucker or like Hollertau in. Uh, naturally carbonated. I like the like a little bit of like the extra hop oomph. Carbonation is delicate. The water is soft. Then like again, you know, if you're gonna throw a couple more hops in there, nice to have it be like a five point five percent beer instead of like a five point two or sub beer. We have with us as part of our new experiment, uh, the Solace Outpost Falls Church head brewer, Russell Carpenter. Russell, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm drinking Buzz Magic, actually. This is a new double IPA from the Mothership in Sterling. Uh, Galaxy and Mosaic Ops, 9%. Has that sweet back end mm -hmm. that you want with a hazy IPA. But also a lot of that fruit forward uh, passion fruit, grapefruit stuff that you expect from Galaxy and Mosaic. So, I actually, I really like this beer. I just wish it wasn't 9%. Yeah. Well, you know, the best hazies are the best yeah. hazies. So, if they're 9%, they're 9%. You know, that we'll, depends. That depends. I, I know, I know. I, I just, I have to chime <laughs> in about an IPA because who else would do it? So, right, right. Cheers. I know people are listening and not viewing this, uh, but uh, when. Russell mentioned uh, Buzz Magic Galaxy Mosaic at 9%. Uh, you can see on the screen Jordan's eyes just get like a little bit wider, like, oh, go on, tell me more. Yeah, you know, I, I, 
I am who I am and I can only be myself. So I'm sorry, but I'm not uh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately I can't tell you that much more because I didn't make it. Uh, but we have it on tap at the outpost for a limited time and some four packs to go uh, in fall search. I just went to a solace outpost uh, very recently. The one in Navy yard. Um, yeah. I had a, uh, what did I have? There was a brown ale I had and uh, oh, the Broad Street Brown Pilsner yeah. there. And then had another one. I forgot which one it was, but uh, yeah, pretty good. Not bad. Wasn't that busy actually? Shockingly, like so enjoyable. Like, so yeah, you know, brown ale, like- there, there was no game. That's why it was, that's why I ventured down there. <laughs> so the brown ale, the brown ale at Navy Yard is made by me. It's a very familiar brown ale. To some people. Oh shit! I had your brown uh, ale. Didn't even know it. Brandy, yeah. you actually and, might have had Russell's and, uh, brown ale before that. I probably uh, did. Yeah, sure and the, the Pilsner was made by me as well. So. Aw, I had a Russell beer day. I love that. <laughs> I'm so excited because, like Jake said, we haven't really, maybe one or two times, but we usually just have the interview with our guest, and then we plug it in. But you are actually on the whole show with us, which is kind of, I mean, unless you want to drop out at any time, you're probably going to get tired of us. Um, but uh, but thanks for being on the show. That's kind of cool. I mean, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm already tired. So, yeah. No, we're good. We're good. I mean, he's he's drinking 9% double IPA on a Tuesday. It's only a matter of time before it gets surly and belligerent. So, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Let's jump into events and then we yeah. can get going with all the juicy stuff, right? And that's yeah. how we usually do it. Yeah. And we can that. talk about Russell's event. After we talk about I other know. events. Yeah. You know what? We can't talk about it because I'm not going to be here and I'm going to miss it. And I'm going to log off because I'm going to be bitter. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Real quick, a couple things that I uh, am into. Hellbender, you know, my lovely neighborhood brewery. They're doing a live music series. Uh, so check out their Instagram. Uh, I will make sure that I share it on the socials. And, uh, you know, it's free music and they usually have some pretty good people playing. So it's uh, it's go support Hellbender. They're they're tiny little tucked away in the neighborhood. So come come give my neighborhood a boost. Um, there's arts and uh, ale festival in Hyattsville. Love me some Hyattsville. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about the denizens closing. So thanks again, Jordan, for for scooping that and talking to Julie. Um, beer share is this weekend. Hello. Yay. We're back at Right Proper Brookland. Thank you, Bree. That's my girl. Um, if you're interested in joining, make sure you sign up for our newsletter, reach out to us. And then other than that, I'm looking forward to this DC State Fair homebrew and cider competition at Metro Bar tomorrow on Saturday. And then the DMV Girls Pint Out 10th year anniversary is also on Saturday at uh, the Andy's Pizza in Shaw. So go support the girls pint out. You know, and I'm going to be missing all the Oktoberfest the weekend that I'm in Cleveland. So send me all of your all of your pictures and, and Oktoberfest attire, please. I'll, I'll miss you all. Jordan, what's going on? I know Third Hill's having an Oktoberfest too. And other half. Yeah, it, it, is, uh, it is upon us. Uh, or at least it's almost upon us. I think we got, we're about a week out. But uh, before we get to the Oktoberfest events, we have uh, a fruit bowl of Lambics. Uh, Sovereign, they're having an event tonight. So you can slide by uh, good old Sovereign if you're looking for some Lambics uh, or any of the Belgian-style beers that they offer. If you're trying to stay healthy before you get into the uh, Oktoberfest shenanigans, 
Uh, Noma Run Club, they're hosting a Noma Beer Run tomorrow. They have some participating breweries as well. That's how it ties into the beer. You can choose your distance if you want to do two miles or five miles. And then we get into next week. That's where the fun really begins. Uh, on the 14th, that's next Thursday, Oktoberfest at Atlas Brewworks. That's the Navy Yard location. We also have a, a Church Key tap takeover, uh, the Great Lakes out of Cleveland, where Brandy will be next week. They'll be coming to D.C., so you guys will be trading places. They're, they're doing a uh, 35th anniversary party at Church Key. And then we get into the good stuff that I'm sure Russell can tell us all about. The Outpost at Solace is having a Lager Fest next Saturday, October, excuse me, September 16th. So many October Fests going on. I want to call it October already. But September 16th, uh, you can stop by the Falls Church uh, location. 30 well-crafted lagers and pilsners for all the crispy boys out there will be provided. So uh, definitely keep your eyes open for that. And as always, if you're looking for some trivia, uh, trivia at other half on Wednesday. So, yeah, come and uh, check me out. And, uh, yeah, that's what I'm tracking for now. Uh, I think we've got some other stuff on the horizon, like Port City's Wonderfest. But uh, what else are you guys looking at? Really, like, looking looking at the event calendar, uh, this upcoming weekend, it seems chill. And then as soon as you hit Thursday, the uh, 14th, yeah. it's bam, go. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. You, yeah, you mentioned Great Lakes. Uh, Atlas's Oktoberfest starts on the 14th. And while Oktoberfests are Lagerfests, not all Lagerfests are Oktoberfests. And so we're going to discuss that in a minute. Jordan. And I'd be remiss if uh, I did not mention where I will be September 17th with our good friends at Wheatland Springs for their Oktoberfest. So definitely check that one out. If it wasn't on your radar, if you want to get out to the farm, that's something else on the calendar. All right, over to you, Jake. So, Russell, we don't see a ton of events over at the Salas Outpost Falls Church. We know that Mad Fox used to do a thing or two, uh, but oftentimes that thing was like a barley wine fest in January or February, um, and it left everyone nice and warm and toasty. What's up with Lagerfest? Why, why do it? Why so close to Oktoberfest? Well, because, because Oktoberfest. I mean, why, why not, right? So, I mean, lagers are synonymous with Oktoberfest. So I figured I would just bring a bunch of my industry friends in to have a, essentially, it's almost like an excuse to have a, a party with my friends in the industry. Word. So, I mean, all essentially all the breweries slash one cidery uh, Lost Boy that I invited and it, they accepted uh, are I either know the brewers and or owners. So it's just going to be a good time. You know, we're going to close down the street in front of the outpost, just like Mad Fox used to do. Uh, and we're going to set up outside and pour beer. So it's just going to be a good time. We're going to have uh, lost leader which is a fantastic German band uh, out for the event. And, it, it will coincide with our Oktoberfest at the Outpost. So uh, food specials um, and, you know, just hoggers. I so, feel like that's how the all the beer events are. It's just like all the beer buddies get together and, you know, shoot the shit and drink all day and party, you know, because sometimes they're coming in from different states. And, and then everybody, like all the attendees get to feel that vibe 
like from the camaraderie from all of the brewers that are visiting and hanging out as friends. And that it just gives the whole, it just sets the whole mood and it just makes everything more welcoming and inviting and fun. And I think that's why these type of events are not only fun for the brewers themselves, but for the guests, because it just, there's this, this air of just fun, you know, and I love that. Right. And that's, that's the point of this essentially is that there's either going to be a brewer slash owner slash a person that works on a brewery that I know pouring their beer. Um, and I don't, I don't like it when I go to beer fest and see some kind of volunteer and I ask them what hops are in this beer or what, what is this? And they can't tell me. So, so that's, that's the point of this, like to have the people there that make the beer or the people that own the business to talk about their beer because they're passionate about it just as I am about mine. And so everything, all the, all the beers outside at the beer fest are going to be available for, you know, tasters, but also all the beers inside are available for tasters as well. If people aren't familiar with solace, they can come in and have anything like one of the 18 beers we have on draft. Uh, most of them I don't make, <laughs> but uh, some of them, some of them I do. So they can, they can like sample any, like anything. It's like 50 plus beers. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> um, we're, we're super excited and it's cool to hear you um, getting pumped on friends who are coming to pour. Um, I know I'm really thrilled to see Black Hoof brewing there who obviously, um, you know, you mentioned Lost Boy and the Cidery and they're unique given that, that they're, they're the sole cider uh, provider there, but who are you most excited or what are you super pumped on, you know, either because they're usually not on broad street or because, you know, they're coming with something interesting that you're, you're passionate about. I would say I'm happy that there are a few breweries on the list that do not distribute at all, which is uh, black hoof for one. Uh, Quattro Goombas, my friend, Chris Jakes makes fantastic beer out there, but it's an Aldi. Like way out in Loudoun County. So not many people from Falls Church or even from Reston, where I live, uh, get out there. Uh, my friend Josh uh, Chapman at Black Narrows, like he has a couple of beers that were delivered today uh, that are gr they're, they're great. I mean, I've had one of them. The other one I haven't had. But I'm just excited about an event that focuses around something no offense to anybody listening about IP, IPA, you know, like everybody Says has the person IPA. drinking the IPA. <laughs> right. I mean, that's the only thing I have right now in my fridge. <laughs> but, I'm just Josh. Uh, yes, but however, yes, touche, Brittany. Thank you. Thank you, Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's just a, I don't know, to bring people out to taste beer, like beer flavored beer. Like that's, that's the thing. And, and yeah, maybe a third of the beers are going to be Meritzen, Oktoberfest style. Um, I think uh, Port City is bringing the Hellas and the Mexican Dark Lager, which I've had both of, which are awesome. But, you know, we have to showcase something else other than the IPA. And we'll talk about how, how many flavors you can hide behind with an IPA. 
Yeah, I mean, this is this is interesting to me on two levels. Um, one is that when you do a fest that's a lager fest, how much curation is involved, given that it's also Oktoberfest season? Just assuming that people are going to bring a Marzen, bring a fest beer. And so is there is there less direction given to these breweries than there would be at other festivals where you're trying to ensure uh, some more of a quote-unquote balance in terms of styles uh there was no curation essentially by my part uh other than the breweries telling me what they had and i was like okay this brewery has x and x or whatever so i'll take that and that and there are multiple breweries that had multiple beers that to offer and i was like well these other breweries are bringing a let's say a Hellas and German pills. Can you bring your German pills because I've had it before and it's good. And can you also bring your merits in? And then, you know, my friend Chris at Quattro Goombas, he's like, yeah, my light lager, I'm going to bring that and my merits in. I was like, that's fine. So it's, it's almost like you can taste different, like a bunch of different merits at the same time, instead of being a, like kind of a, if you're in Munich, you're drinking the same thing brewed by six different breweries. So now you can be at, at one place and drink six Meritzens that are totally different, even though they're a Meritzen. So I didn't curate much except for there were a couple of breweries. I was like, yeah, can you bring this? Because I like it. And, and that, that was it. And they were like, yeah, no, that's not a problem. So earlier you mentioned uh, using hops to sort of hide flavors. And to me, it's interesting because I think that when people think solace, they think partly cloudy. Uh, you know, that's the, 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 number one, the number one IPA that's produced and the, the number one seller. Uh, sun's out, hops find, out. Yeah, sun's out, <laughs> hops out, brandy. Um, you, can, you, know, you can find it in Costco. And I look at it sort of as like a local answer, a local version to like a hazy little thing um, or like a Firestone Walker in that this is like, this is a locally produced, um, reasonably shelf stable, clean, hazy IPA. Like it's always going to taste really nice and like, and, and well done, but not all hazies, not all IPAs are like that. Um, and there is this, uh, there certainly are beers that I think we've all had where people just kind of like, well, Throw some hops in there, you know, see if that uh, gets at the off flavors. Right. And that, I mean, to your point, I mean, that's like, if you go to a, a brewery, like a new brewery, just try their lager, try their Pilsner. If it's not great, their, their IPAs probably aren't going to be great. Like no offense to those breweries, but I mean, it's when it comes to making lagers and Pilsners, it's, there's nothing to hide behind. So you can't just throw more hops at it. When it comes to IPAs in this area, yes, I mean partly cloudy is is a very good IPA. Um, Lucy Juicy is a very good IPA. Uh, uh, Mustang Sally makes a good IPA. Uh, uh, no Falcon Around, I think is what it's called. Um, this is a family I mean, show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding. You can say what you want, Russell. But. but <laughs> But yes, I mean, 
the more hops you throw it, like if something doesn't turn out how you want it to, you could probably throw more hops at it and it might be okay, but it might not be okay. It, it just depends on the, on the person that's tasting it. I would say as the, uh, again, the neighborhood hop head, it's nice to have festivals where other beer styles are appreciated. Like Snallagaster is on the horizon. In previous years, the Snallagaster, it's been a bourbon, bourbon barrel aged beer festival, smoothie sours, hazy doubles, all these big beers. And it's like, what has happened to the beer? And I'm saying this as someone who, I mean, I, I really enjoy IPAs. Uh, all of them. I mean, other half is, is turning into my new neighborhood haze factory. But it's, I think it's nice to, to, have, to take a break from the haze. Like I'm having a coach right now. It's nice to have those, just some of those traditional styles. They're crisp. It's still hot as hell outside. It'll probably still be hot next Thursday, uh, <laughs> next Saturday uh, when everything kicks off. So just uh, shout out to you guys for doing that because, I, again, if I could just get all my friends together and they all be brewery owners and we all just come together and bring our beer together and drink all day with friends and family, sounds like a hell of a time to me. So kudos to Silas. I have to make my way down to uh, the Falls Church. I haven't been to that location uh, but I have been to the the, the mothership, as you called it. Uh, so it'll be nice to, to see how the two compare. Well, it's also, I mean, it's what, not to be, not to blanket all brewer, brewers, but it's what we drink. We drink the 5% Pilsners, Hellas, Lagers, whatever. I mean, that's what we drink because you can't, you can't drink that all day when you brew. Like you can't <laughs> drink a double IPA all day when you brew. <laughs> Joy's like, mean, challenge accepted. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's just easy drinking beers. And especially right now, like you said, Jordan, it's really hot. You know, like today it was like 90, 98 or something in Reston. I'm in Reston. So, yeah. And it's like, you can't drink an Imperial Stout. That's for sure. You shouldn't. I mean, I mean you could, <laughs> you could, but you should not. Right. Yeah, I agreed. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's 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 another reason. It's like bringing my friends together and all my friends are brewers and owners of breweries that like that's what they drink. Like they drink Hellas, they drink Pilsner, they drink lagers. So I think the highest ABV of any lager that's going to be there is like seven, seven ish. Oh, wow. OK. So, so Jordan, you're out, right? I know. No, no, no. I'm in. I'm in. I just, I might have an IPA in the car for a power right, cleanser. Right. Well, we have, that's the thing is that we have IPAs inside so you can drink Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to get that. The, uh, the, the IPA you just told us about, but one of the questions I do have, um, I guess with that being kind of the culture for like brewers and like for brewery owners, have you guys not noticed any new consumer trends in terms of, do you think other folks are starting to kind of get out of the whole haze craze? Like, post-pandemic, or do you, do you still think hazies are what people are looking for, uh, but true beer lovers stay for the lagers and the pilsners? Is that what you think? Have you noticed that? Um, I mean, I've been on this train for a long time, but it's been clear, like real, real, in my opinion, IPAs. So clear, just clear IPAs that are crisp, clean, but still hop forward. Uh, that's a big thing at the outpost and falls church. Uh, the loggers have been, have been great. Um, artificial light is a German Pilsner that I make that's selling like mad at both locations, uh, both in falls church and, uh, Navy yard. 
but I do see a, an upward trend in uh, fruited sours. I can't actually, I can't actually keep them on tap. Like it's, it's really like I got, I got guys calling me from Navy Yard outpost, be like, "Hey, when do we get an, the next fruited sour?" I was like, "Dude, I still have some. Like, do you want some? Like, I'll send you it." But you know, it's I don't know that, especially people in DC down in Navy Yard just tear through uh, any kind of fruited sour. From what I have gathered especially starting my women's brew culture club. When you get people who are say going to baseball games or just in the neighborhood um, and the Navy yard and they hop into solace and they don't drink beer necessarily, but they're at a brewery. They tend to go for sours. Uh, And so it's like, it's kind of like, certain people's gateway beers, you know? Um, and I respect that, you know, it's different than like drinking Bud Lights or whatever, you know? So that's probably if I could guess why there's the, the sour fruited sours are selling like hotcakes down at Navy Yard. It's probably because of, you know, the, the, the probably not normally beer drinkers uh, who want something refreshing and, not necessarily beer tasting, if you know what I mean. Yeah. The the other piece to it, I though, um, as we're seeing more drinkers from Gen Z uh, get into beer or coming into the fold, um, that generation and myself being an elder millennial, uh, we're looking for flavor delivery devices. So there's been all this doom and gloom. And I talked to a lot of the reporters covering this, like Cape Bernat and Brian Roth and... Um, the idea is not that they're drinking less, they're just drinking different. And part of that difference is having fruited sours, many of which aren't actually sour. And I can't tell you how many people I've talked to who've never tried the classics. This is always great fun, right? You've got an Imperial Berliner in DC, it's 6% ABV, and it's got, you know, 15 pounds of raspberry puree per barrel. Um, but they may have never had Duchess de Bourgognon, they may never have had um, Rodenbach. And so giving them a bottle of that and then getting their opinion, their take on it has been wonderful because it's like people get, they get the hook on stage with the sour fruited beer, but then you can kind of put them onto classics. And I love doing that. Um, I think it, I think it depends on what they think they want. It's almost what like every other beer drinker thinks that they want. And I think it's like, oh, let me drink the most popular beer. Oh, I I should like this because it's, you know, four point whatever on Untapped. But they probably don't. They're like, oh, but my friends like it, so maybe I should. And and when you talk about, uh, you know, like Rodenbach, you know, that's an amazing, an amazing beer. And it's so complex. It's like it's like a wine, essentially. So. Maybe some people aren't ready for that, and so they go for the the fruited sour. That you know, oh, this is a cherry sour. We have a goza that, with cherries, and they're like, "Holy shit, this is awesome!" And then they hate Redenbach because I mean, it's five years old once they drink it. But um, <laughs> but I mean, we had we had that. We had that issue uh, when I was at Rocket Frog. The first beer I made, the first sour beer I made, 
did not have any fruit in it. It was just a goza. So my son's name is Kai, and Kai means ocean in Hawaiian. So it's Kai Goza to the beach. Hmm. And oh, I know that that was named after we, your son. Oh, uh, okay, uh, it was yes. <laughs> and oh, we had it on tap for I don't know nine months. And it was still fine. I mean, because it's just a goza. Like, it's just a sour. Uh, the the next one was Kai Goes to the Beach with Pink Guava, and we didn't even, we couldn't even keep that in stock. So, so it's the same base, but with Pink Guava. And I think at that time, which was three, four years ago, I mean, that's when people wanted, we wanted the, like, the Drecker not to name drop or whatever, but the, the yeah. smoothie sour, the, the thing that was chunky or whatever. And, you know, that's, that's what people wanted. So that's what, yeah. It's hard to imagine that world four years ago where there was no hard Mountain Dew, where <laughs> Baja Blast was not an, an alcoholic option for me. And, and you don't have a, like a variety pack of Mountain Dew now, like hard Mountain Dew now. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Or, or, yeah. or the, what, a, what a timeline we live in. Oh, know? yeah. Yeah, but we, that is really fascinating, Russell, in regards to the Goza, straight Goza, quote unquote, with the guava side by side and see that's sort of, you know, that's data that proves the theory that people want at least what they think they want. And in that case, it's more more guava, more cowbell, more guava, right. more, more, more everything, whatever. It, yeah, more whatever it is. And so I, I would I would agree to an extent because I really liked the base by itself it was sour it was tart it was it was punchy it had coriander it had salt um but then once you add the guava it was immensely better like and i agreed with everybody else and then we i did a dry hop version you know and at the outpost now i mean i'm doing various fruits of essentially the same recipe and uh I mean, that's, yeah. And people love the fruit, the fruit forwardness of it. Russell, I have a question. A, how long have you worked for Solace? I've uh, been at Solace Alpos since December of 2021. So a year and what, nine months-ish? Oh, okay. Eight, eight nine months. Uh, do you by chance know off the top of your head what the top selling beer at each of the Solace breweries are? So the biggest seller at the Outpost and Falls Church is uh, flip-flopping between Artificial Light, which is a term of pills that I make, and Parley Cloudy, which is the standard of solace uh, at my place. Uh, in At Navy Yard, they're, they're asking me for sours all the time. So I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's a sour, maybe... That is probably half and half with uh, the German pills, maybe, and Parley Cloudy as well. I don't know. Parley Cloudy is the biggest seller for Solace by far, for sure. Okay. So the same out in the original location, too, I'm assuming. Well, yeah. they. I mean, they make that. Like, I don't make right. it. So, I mean, and so that's probably 60% of their production. So one question I have... And Stein, you made me think about it because we have lived through some interesting years. Do you guys do any seltzers at Silas or the Outpost? I make a base seltzer. It's not 
flavored. Okay. For the outpost and for uh, anybody that buys uh, seltzer from Solace. Okay. So that's that's recent. That's in the recent uh, maybe six months or so. Uh, so it's like a seven percent base. Are you familiar with the Crush cocktails? K R S H. I've seen them. I haven't had them. All right. So so that base seltzer is what I make. Oh, and okay. Essentially, it's a like a kegerator with a as you as you open the tap, it infuses the seltzer with whatever you want. Ah, gotcha. And so this company uh, makes a uh, syrup. It's like a cocktail. It's it's almost like a cocktail thing. Okay. Like you could have a mojito type. Nice. And so I make that now. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do in the future. I was uh, just curious. That. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just curious. And for the listeners, I'm not judging anyone's selection. Again, before I really... I guess cut my teeth with beer. I just picked the 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 one with the highest ABV. So I'm never judging anybody for seltzer or sours or barrel aged beers or not drinking IPAs. Uh, well, yeah, Jake, over to you. It sounds like there was a. Uh, I think we 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 left everyone wanting more. So I'll turn it over to you, sir. You got it. Yeah, I mean, I my question was basically how Solace coordinates brewing across three locations. I mean, I know that the Navy Yard Outpost doesn't brew, but it kind of technically does because for the purposes of DC tax purposes, barrel aging a beer counts as brewing it in DC. And so, right. so, so there, yeah. yeah, there's barrels there. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, they don't actually physically brew there. Yes. Yeah. But if Solace has partly cloudy out all the time, are you under guidance to not do something that is like partly cloudy, for example, or say that's like beer 30 um, or uh, the wheat beer, for example, like, is, the it, is there, is there sort of like discussion of like, Oh, like you actually might be cannibalizing the sales from Sterling. If you did something that was too close to what they were making. No, actually. Uh, Cause they don't, they don't actually tell me what to do. It's it's kind of crazy, which which is which is fine to an extent. Um, I don't like to be micromanaged, uh, but they also know that I know what I'm doing when it comes to making beer and keeping uh, their brand like on on brand essentially. Uh, but I do not make. I have not made partly cloudy. Lucy Juicy or Sun's Out or a little bit. I have made a little bit. Uh, sorry, not a little bit. Like, uh, uh, too legit. Uh, a couple of times for them uh, because they, I mean, they have the canning line. So they want to can more. They're like, hey, can you make a couple of, make a batch of uh, partly cloudy, or sorry, uh, too legit. Uh, we need to can more of it. All right. Lagerfest. September 16th. Thank you, Russell. Uh, much appreciated. I hope that for the listeners, uh, this little experiment works out. And uh, yeah, we're at DCB or across social media. Be well, everybody. And everybody uh, hydrate because Oktoberfest, Lagerfest, and then Snally. Bam, bam, bam. I guess the Battle of Barrels is in there too. I'll see you guys there.
Get your liver's ready this month, y'all. <laughs> you, guys, you guys going to Snally? Yes. Yes. I'll see you there. By the way, folks, I don't I don't know if we realize, but uh, this is officially the last pod of the summer. The next pod drops in the fall. So it's been a joyous summer. We still got a couple more summer events to hit, but uh, this will be the last time you guys hear our lovely voices until fall 2023. I just want to throw that out there because the fall is my favorite. Lagerfest. Yes. Lagerfest. And the fall is my favorite season. Lagerfest. All right. Lagerfest. Yeah. Lagerfest. Bye, everybody. See you at Lagerfest. See you at Snally. Woo!